Guess what? We're back. We are back. We are back. We are back. We are getting Doug back. And we're the three best for. Oh, wait. No, there's not three of us. No, there's only two of us. Um, We are back. Dago Express podcast. I've taken last week off because I was dead tired. I didn't realize how much All-Star Weekend was going to take out of me. Uh, but that was a fun time. So we took last week off. We soaked in all of Shark Week. We coached some fourth graders. I watched the Sopranos. It's been, honestly, since we got back from vacation, I feel like we haven't had a second to just relax. It's been go, go, go all the time since we've been back from vacation, which is nice. It's hot, though. And I feel like we're all kind of at the point where maybe we're ready to just kind of cool out. And that's probably not going to happen now that I have football season coming up. But Yeah, maybe not. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I agree with you, though, that since we came back from Vegas, it has been kind of – I yeah, it's been go, go, go. But um, I think that's kind of how it is whenever you come back from vacation. So, you know, it, at this point, it is what it is, and we're, we're chugging along. That's all it is. It is what it is. It is what it is. You only got a month left before you go back for school. So Yeah, just about. <clears throat> you were just down in Greeley. Uh-huh. But uh, before we move forward, what podcast are people listening to right now? This is the Dago Express podcast. And where can people follow us if they wanted to? You can follow us on Become Instagram. one of the 249? 200, I think it was 242? 242. Something like, Somewhere around there. Some, some Members of the Express Mafia. The Express Mafia, yeah. So you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Dago Express. Uh, all lowercase, and uh, it's that very pretty, very appealing, very eye-popping picture of the uh, yellow background and red lettering just says Dago Express with Nick and Jimmy Pilato. Can't yeah, miss it. We're not that creative. Not um, that creative. Not, at least not yet. Well, I guess since we just called them the Express Mafia, I've been watching a lot of The Sopranos. I don't, yeah, I don't necessarily know what changed because i tried to watch the sopranos before and i never really got into it but uh i'm i'm really deep now i'm about to finish season two i think i got two three more episodes left um so yeah that's that's great and they're also coming out with the movie that's the prequel before the tv show started so i think i'm trying to finish before i go see that movie um but i'm fucking it like i forgot i go through these stages and uh, like the ebbs and flows, but I'm like dead set back in La Mafia, La Cosa Nostra. I'm all all about it again because I we watched that Goodfellas documentary. I watched Goodfellas. I've been watching The Sopranos, and I guess one of the things that I wanted to maybe discuss today would be what do you think about like the mafia and the media surrounding the mafia? Do you think it's good? Do you think it's bad? Do you think it doesn't matter? Because that's one of the main things. So the Reels documentary that we watched, they kept asking everybody, do you think that this just glorifies the Italian-American gang culture? Do you think that Goodfellas is going to influence more people to get into it? So I guess what do you think about the way that the mafia and the way Italians are 
represented in media? Uh, well, I would say that first, I did, I, I wouldn't say that the Goodfellas and the Sopranos and the, the media coverage glorifies the life. I think, especially with Goodfellas, because they had uh, the actual, the real life Henry uh, working as a consultant on the movie of, of some ilk. I don't think he was ever on set, set, but they had, like, they could talk to him about, like, how do you want this done, all that different stuff. I think really stuff like that is more a informational guideline type thing because not a lot of people, if you're not in the life, you don't really know about it, but it could be happening under your nose. So sometimes it's just good to have a little bit of idea of what's going on. Of course, in that life, it could end up getting you hurt. But if you're not a part of that life and you just look into it, then you have nothing to worry about. So I, I don't think that it glorifies it. I think that it is mostly a good thing that they have that type of coverage. But I can also kind of see the argument where it's like, you know, if you show this to influent, very influential, uh, easily influenced, not influential, easily influenced kids, then I can see their argument saying that it might persuade them to join. Uh, <clears throat> if you watch Goodfellas from start to finish and you still want to be into in the mob, like a part of a crew or something like that, you are sadistic because the whole point of Goodfellas is that life ends two ways. You get whacked, you get pinched, or you rat on your friends and you go into witness protection program. Okay, so three ways. But well, getting pinched and getting whacked, getting pinched and going into witness protection program is pretty much the same thing when you're in witness protection they own you <clears throat> and they own the safety of you uh, so that's my first thing there's movies that glorify mafia culture way more than goodfellas but godfather i would say is more of a love letter to the mafia goodfellas it's a bender it's a coke bender you start it off it's all exciting he's a kid he's getting he's wearing fancy suits he's parking cars selling cigarettes you continue rolling through that. They have the heist and everything. I'd say by the time you get to that montage where all the people involved in the heist are showing up killed, like Jimmy goes on the Jimmy and Joe Pesci go on the whacking spree. By that time, you're like, that's the part of the coke bender where you're like, fuck, let's we just gotta slow down here, okay? We're going way too fast. We gotta slow down. This is not gonna end well. And then by the end of the movie, obviously he's paranoid, like. <clears throat> Martin Scorsese, I could talk about Martin Scorsese and the movies that he's been able to make forever, but I would say Goodfellas is a good representation just so that people understand how that life goes. I think what you're saying about not necessarily knowing that it's happening underneath your nose, that's where The Sopranos comes in, because The Sopranos takes place in suburban New Jersey, and everybody kind of knows that he's a mobster, but it was more of a Wade for people to get shown that these guys do still exist. There are still some wise guys. They're old school. And that brings up a good point. Like, why why is the mafia necessary? Why was the mafia created in the first place? Do you know? Uh, no, not really. I kind of, I guess my thinking would be, and this is this might sound dumb, so if it does, I'm, I guess I'm getting ahead of it. But I equate it to 
when Kingpin from Spider-Man finally got thrown into jail and then all of the different gangs that he was actually helping keep under wraps and all the different crimes and all the different drugs and all the different stuff that he was actually keeping off the streets appear back. That's kind of the idea that I have. It's like the mafia is looking to have protection, but they also better the community in certain ways by keeping others off the, off the streets, if that makes sense. I would say with, with the research and stuff and the things that I've watched and read about the mafia, that basically it's two separate worlds. I that, didn't get that. Could you try? That they sure, kind of, Siri. yeah, Siri, I don't, Siri's interrupting me. On my own podcast, no less. Uh, in Italy, it was more of a for-profit type thing. Yes, it still offered protection, but it was basically a power kind of deal. You know, like in Godfather 2, where the guy just owns everything, so he gets a kick of whatever happens. That's what it was in Italy. When the Italian-American immigrants came over to America and started working for J.D. Rockefeller, um, I can't think of any of the other people's names right off the top of my head. Carnegie, Andrew Carnegie. They didn't necessarily have the same protections as the actual Americans or more Euro Anglo-Saxon Americans. So the mafia in America formed as like a police force or a protection ring or just a way so that the Italian Americans wouldn't get the shaft all of the time. Basically doing the same thing that Andrew Carnegie and J.D. Rockefeller do kill people that try and get in their way, consolidate as much power as possible, rake in as much money as possible. Only when the Italians did it and the way that they did it, it's looked at as not okay. But when the Anglo-Saxons did it, it, it was looked at as just fierce business. So in Italy, it's more of just criminals being criminals. I'd say you probably find a lot more psychopaths over in the Italian mafia than you would in the American mafia right now. But the American mafia was designed as like a police force, so to say, for Italians when they immigrated to the country. So I think, you know, society created it. I think society perpetuated it. Would society be better off without it? Not necessarily. Probably. I mean, maybe, maybe not. That's the whole thing about ecosystems is that even the things that kill a lot are necessary. The, the ecosystem gets used to some sort of balance. And then when that balance is thrown off, whether it's people that were getting killed and having to worry about predators not having to do that anymore, and then they start spreading out further and further. Um, so it's, I think it's just interesting because, yes, criminal activity, organized crime isn't good. But also, what is good? That's the other thing. Basically, you can go based off morals, but the moral of the of the American Italian Italian American mafia is: we need protection. We need to make sure that we have our ducks in a row. Like I'm sticking up for the weaker person here, and not trying to let them get bullied. Yeah. However, that happens, happens. But basically, do what you got to do to stand up for the little guy. Yeah, I would say so. It's just interesting. I don't think that I would. I mean, I we can't be made. So I would never want to join the mafia because if you can't get made in the mafia, you basically you're just a speck of dust unless you're with a crew. It is just interesting. Like the same thing with Sons of Anarchy and the outlaw motorcycle club world that I got so interested in. It's just something, you know, 
that fringe level of society, but the mafia is cool. Cause I would say out of all of us, I'm the one who's most proud to be Italian or at least the most vocal about how proud I am to be Italian. Uh, I wouldn't, I mean, I think we're all pretty vocal about how, uh, how proud we are to be Italian. Does anybody else have it tattooed on them? Oh, but we all have some type of Italian flag tattooed on us. Not all of us. Most of us. Either way, that was my big topic that I wanted to discuss. So there I was. It was interesting. By the way, the Sopranos is going to most likely finish up there with Sons of Anarchy in my mind as two probably the top television series ever put out there. Sons of Anarchy right now is my number one, but so far the Sopranos is not disappointed at all. Yeah, I would say. I mean, I haven't finished the, I haven't finished uh, Sons of Anarchy, and I haven't watched The Sopranos. Um, but everything that I've seen from Sons of Anarchy so far, it's a great, it's a great TV show. It, I wasn't sold on it, and you know I wasn't sold on it from the beginning. But it grows. It grows on you. Pause on that. Let me slow this down a little bit. I'm trying to read stuff on my computer, getting a little, little motion sick here. Why are you – we're doing a podcast. Why are you answering emails right I'm now? I'm not answering an email. It, it's uh, email from the bursar. So I accidentally deleted it, and I'm trying to get it back. It's not a big deal. Right now, though? Well, okay, when else am I going to do it? Like after we record. All right. Well, then I guess I'll just I'll flag it for now. It's fine. <clears throat> what did you think of coaching the kids yesterday? It was it was a lot of fun, I thought. Um, it was definitely their fourth graders. So the main uh, question that I kept getting, we were about halfway through. So we had finished the offensive line stuff. We are moving into the defensive line stuff. And they kind of looked at me and they – the only question that they kept asking me while you guys were trying to demonstrate what they were supposed to be doing, how much time do we have left? About an hour, buddy. Oh. Every time. Literally every single kid that was there was like, how much time do we have left? Still about an hour, buddy. Oh. With the little, I can't do the Gabriel face. Just like, ah. Ah. That thing. But. I thought it was funny. I thought they did really well, actually. In that big, uh, they call him Big Cat. I don't, yeah. know, I don't know what his actual name is. Kenzo. Kenzo. Uh, he, I mean, he was one of the ones that I paid attention to most. Him and Jackson, I guess. Uh, I was watching everybody, but those were the two that stood out. Um, they both seemed to be picking up on what we were trying to teach him pretty quick. Because apparently Kenzo didn't, doesn't really like to move his feet. During that sumo drill, he was moving his feet pretty well. Uh, I, I gotta fix, we gotta, once they get into their pads, I guess they could start fixing their stances a little more because they're, they're that fourth grade and they're not comfortable in the position. So Kenzo, his left leg, his knee bends in. Mm -hmm. And I, when I bring my, when I tell him to bring his feet in, he brings them in too far. And then I say, widen them out a little bit. And then it happens again. I just, we gotta figure out how we, or I guess you gotta figure out how to teach him push his knee out yeah thanks you're not gonna be here i'm not a coach on the on the staff either 
So, Dowie. I get a free trip. Well, not a free trip. I get a trip to Vegas out of it, so I guess it's okay. I'm excited for that. Yeah, I think that'll be – it'll be different, I think, because you've gone both as a, as a player and as somebody who's watching the game. But it'll be it'll definitely be a different experience going as a coach. Yeah, and I'm old enough to uh, enjoy Gamble myself after after the kids go to bed. Because you yeah, know that's they, what they did every time that we went to Vegas. Yeah, but you just got to – I mean, I know you're not going to go crazy. Oh, worry, Wart, here you come. No, but you got you got to – I think there were – I think there were days, especially in Florida, where Coach Ken and some of the other coaches on the staff – I don't think Dad did. Well, no, Dad was in our room, so he pretty much went to bed when we, when we did. But I think there were times where they, they uh, enjoyed themselves a little too much and then ended up moving practice five hours later the next day. Or there was one day where they canceled practice and just gave us a full day because they were so hungover. I wasn't complaining, mm-hmm. but I, I mean, just as the coach having that extra responsibility, that's the only reason why I didn't even bring it up at all. Where mm-hmm. are you staying, Jimmy? I guess you Bro, I think they're going to say something on Tuesday because we have a meeting on Tuesday mm-hmm. about it. I would be – I wouldn't be surprised if they – uh, say Park MGM. I'm probably not going to. Park MGM is expensive. Well, I, I don't know where else. We only got the, we only stayed there because we got a deal the last time we went out there. Well, I'd imagine that they probably give you some sort of bulk deal if they're not a part of the tournament. The tournament has a certain hotels that they're uh, backed by, and that's not the Park MGM is not one of them. And no. I don't know which ones are. Well, I mean, I don't know if the team is going to stay off strip or what. It'd be an interesting trip because if it's not a team activity, I'm going to have to figure out how to get myself to and from places because they're not doing any kind of transportation. I'm not going to be renting a car. So, yeah, I'm spending Thanksgiving in Las Vegas this year. Yeah. That'll be be a little bit of a throwback. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be interesting because the – the fields, I think, are a little bit further off strip. So, I think there was one time where we played inside the Vegas city limits, but that was it. You gonna ask me anything about the All Star Game? Because I went to the All Star Game now, all of them, home run derby, All Star Game, and celebrity All Celebrity Softball Game. Yeah, which one was? I feel like I have an idea of which one was probably the most fun. Which one? Which one was the most exciting? There were parts of the home run derby that were more exciting than anything else. I will say, and I know you're probably going to talk about this on uh, Far End of the Bench. We already did. I was very disappointed with Shohei. He hit 22 home runs. I know, but I wanted him to at least get out of the first round. He was going up against Juan Soto. Doesn't matter. Juan Soto is a bo- Juan he Soto hits bombs, too. Me, me. Hey, let's just be honest here. Didn't matter who was making it through. Pete Alonso was wiping oh, totally. the floor with everybody. I, yeah, I know. But Dude hit 35 home runs in the first round. I know. And, and unfortunately, he also – is he the one who hurt that little kid? Yeah. Oh, my God. Was it just straight to his knee? Get the f- out of the way. <laughs> you don't need to catch that one. <laughs> Here goes if, a you can, if you can hear it coming towards you, duck. That's why they shouldn't have the little leaguers as the people who are shagging the, the baseballs. Oh, that was, that was the other thing, too. It was like I was in a war zone – so we finessed the system a little bit. We had tickets to the rooftop. 
and uh, we sent a picture of one of the tickets to animate Joe, Jonah's sister, yeah. and she took a screenshot of it and edited it so that it looked like we had seats down in the left field bleachers. So we were standing there for admitted that, yeah, but okay. We weren't. We didn't actually sit in anybody's seats. We ended up just standing along the concourse both oh. days. So we didn't steal anybody's seat. We were just in a section of the stadium that we weren't initially going to be in. Anyways, during batting practice, that was the most nerve-wracking that I've ever been because the left field fence is short. Yeah. And these guys can hit it. Jonah jumped three rows and landed, like, on top of some guy behind us, landed on top of a beer that he had, too. Uh, I don't know if he did or not. The guy got the home run ball. So the guy that he, the guy whose beer he landed on, got the home run ball. So he didn't mind it too much. Uh, I almost had one, but the kid in front of me had a glove, so he kind of picked it away from my hand. And then the Vlad Jr. home run that was hit Tuesday night was five feet to the left of us. But people were diving on the concrete, and I'm not an idiot. I'm not going to dive on the concrete. No, I just went and bought the guy who got the ball a beer and took yeah. a picture with it. Well, I would, well, in all fairness, at a at the Rocky Stadium, how much did you spend on the beer? Probably it like, depended on which one I, which kind I got. If I got a draft, it was seven something. If I got the can, the tall boy can, it was twelve fifty a can. Jesus, twelve fifty a can. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just gonna say, honestly, it, it probably, you probably the tall boy cans though. Yeah, but I mean, honestly, if if you would have just given the guy to the ten bucks, you probably would have spent about the same. But if you just if you got him a draft, then I guess you saved three. I just got him a can of beer because that was the closest one to him. Oh well, there so. you go. But I mean, the only reason why I say that I'm disappointed with Shohei is because I felt like he kind of let the the hype get to him a little bit. Um, and you know, he's the only player in history to pitch and and lead off the game. Yeah. 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 Which was sweet. Don't get me wrong. He's a great baseball player. He's the best player in the world. And, and I love to watch. He's the most famous athlete right now. Yeah. And I love to watch him play. And I, I think that he did well in the second half, but he played, I'm talking about the home run derby. He was so terrible in the first half of it. Like me and mom were sitting here watching it, and I was and I was talking him up. I was like, "Oh, there's no way that he's gonna lose in this first round. Like, he's gonna he's gonna hit at least 25 or so home runs, which he ended up hitting 28. 22. 20. I thought he hit 28. No, I think he hit 22, and then they had the bonus round, so I think he got up to 24. And then he needed to hit 28 to keep it going, and he did. Okay. Well, I didn't know. I can't remember that. I guess. But me and me and her were watching it together, and both of us were. I was so I, – I was about – I ended up having to eat my words anyways, but I was sitting there and I was like, oh, my God, like I'm, I sound so dumb right now. I, I had so much faith in this guy, and he's just crapping out. But he ended up coming back. It's impressive that he hit 22 home runs in a minute and a half. Mm-hmm. It's insanely impressive. I don't know if anybody else in the world could have done it. Pete Alonso did it. Okay. If he's hitting the baseball 130 miles an hour off the bat, somebody check that guy. He just had – he has a good home run swing. He's been – every year that he's been in the league, he's won the home run derby. He's made more money winning the home run derby than he's actually gotten yeah, paid Yeah, he his doubled contract. his contract. Yeah. It's like a million bucks to win the home run derby or something like that. Yeah, you get a million bucks each time you win it. His 
contract is a million and a half. So he's now surpassed his contract total, Justin Home Run Derby. I thought they said that his contract total was 500 grand. No, he's a league minimum player, but it's a million and a half is what he's been, that's what he's made. Minimum? No, that's oh. what he's made in the MLB. Oh, okay. He's okay. a minimum contract player right now. I was going to say, if that's league minimum, God, Jesus. Anyway. No, that's, that's league minimum in the European soccer leagues. Yeah, that's crazy. That actually might be what the trainers get in the European soccer leagues. There's way too much money in that. It's been, it's been around for a while. Oh, it's been around for a while. I guess baseball's been around forever, too. I hate soccer so much. I, I can't stand it. I I don't know. Uh, soccer, if there's nothing else on, I'll turn it on. It's like it's like baseball. I don't like to sit here and watch baseball mainly because it's the pitcher stepping on, stepping off, stepping on, stepping off. I don't want to throw that. Step on, on, step on, on, step on, step off. Hey, he's going like to throw it to first base. I feel like you're dumbing it down a lot. That's, is it not the gist? I mean, there's a lot more strategy that goes into it. But basically, on, on TV, it's two guys. It's, it might as well be the two guys in the balcony from the Muppets talking back and forth. And then it's the ba- it's the pitcher who has the baseball, who picks up a rosin bag, drops it, picks it up, drops it, picks it up, drops it. Hey, we got two down. Okay, I'm getting on the rubber. Okay, I'm, I'm leaning in. I don't want to throw that. No, I don't want to throw that. Well, I don't want to throw that. Okay, I'll throw that. Throws it, it and it sometimes gets hit, sometimes doesn't. Okay. I'm going to step on. No, I don't like that. Step off. Step on, step off. Hey, time out. Time out, coach. Let me talk to you. That's basically – that's how that's how it seems on TV. I know there's a lot more that goes into it. But <laughs> is that – this is coming from the guy who says that he wants to start playing baseball again. I'm playing slow pitch softball. I, can't, I feel like – well, okay. The other thing that I want to talk about, you're giving me crap for my baseball skills. Those first two pitches in the batting cage on the on that video that you posted on Instagram. Dom, I, I was swinging like a twenty four ounce bat. Oh, I didn't. So I needed to learn on the first pitch. I needed to learn how quickly I could swing the bat. I, I was in front of the second one. I was in the top ten percent of everybody who did that. Are you really? on hit speed? Yes. Oh, hit speed. Yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know it was that big of a bat. It was. But the, it was. This, I will, it was a toothpick. But you gotta say, it looked like me. Those first two pitches looked like me. No. But that, it wasn't made, because of skill. I only missed one pitch. It wasn't because of skill. I only missed one pitch. It wasn't because I of I made sk- contact on the rest of the four. Can I, can I, it wasn't because no, of skill. No, you can't say anything. No. I'm taking over. It no. wasn't because of skill. It was because of you having to feel out the bat. That's what it was. But I only, I'm telling you, I only missed the first pitch. I made contact with everything else. And that's fine. Uh, I am not... Arguing with you. I am. I'm saying that's what happened. I'm not trying to argue with you. I'm just telling you how it looked when I scrolled through. How, but how, then, nice, but, how nice did my feet look? Huh? How nice did my feet look? Yeah. You were, you were playing dumb with the lady who was trying to show you. He's like, right. oh, okay, yeah, I'll try it. Slow, slow, fast, 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 fast. And then I was more, when you tried to sprint, though, it was like, ah. Oh, you, yeah, you saw where I pulled up? Yeah. yeah. I was like, and finish through. Ah. I beat Nico for the first five yards, and then it was downhill from there. Uh, no, I also was messing with Alan, too. So I was like, oh, because Alan, is this going to be a race? And Alan's like, hell yeah, it's going to be a race. I was like, that, this doesn't seem fair. Okay, you guys are going to go two feet in, two feet out on the side. Bet. <laughs> I, w- I wish it would have been Nicky. <laughs> I like Nicky better. I was just 
now I have a video that I can show the linemen. It's like, you want to have – this is what Fast Feet do for you. You'll impress people at the All-Star game whenever it comes back, if it ever comes back. Um, I got a picture with the World Series trophy from last year. Oh, you did? Because they had that there. I got a picture of all the different award trophies that they have. Um, Hank Aaron was honored at the actual All-Star game because it was supposed to be in Atlanta, which is where he played most of his career, but they changed it because of the voting laws. Yeah. It was a wild fucking weekend last weekend because I wake up Sunday morning and the thing comes across the news that they had they apprehended four suspects, 16 long guns, and over 1,000 rounds of ammunition from a hotel that's right down there by the stadium. Yeah. Uh, everything kind of goes through, and then – there was a brawl leaving the home run derby, which was uh, interesting. It was packed. That was as packed as I've seen Coors Field in my entire – any time that I've ever been there, it's just been on, like, random regular season games, so there's not a whole bunch of people. This was on par to a Bronco game, I would say. That's how many – that's how packed the stadium was. And as we're trying to funnel out these douchebags, you could tell that they had way too much to drink. I think that the stadium is supposed to have a cutoff time of like the seventh inning stretch or something. And I don't know if they were following that very well. So these dumbasses got into a fight. And there's a lot of people that weren't listening to me, but I saw the fight coming because, you know, I they're peacocking, chesting up a little bit, try to make sure everybody got out of the way. Um, yeah, uh, I would say it was a successful weekend. We got a lot of good content out of it. But I was tired. I'm so tired. I think that's probably why I haven't been able to fully recover because I went straight to that, and that was uh, a lot more than I was anticipating. I think, yeah. I'd say. So, I guess to to move on, I told you about this earlier. I'm not. Uh, we can get to this later if we really want to, but it's money in the bank. Where? Why are we gonna do? I haven't watched. WWE in like 18 months. I know, I'm just... But you know it well enough that you can still have a conversation about it. But the first thing that I told you about... So, two weeks ago, I believe. Do we want to do this or a Space Jam 2 review? I'll do a Space Jam 2 review. 4K, no those dos. We can do both, I guess. So, you want to start with a Space Jam 2 review? No. You want to start with this? You want to start with this? Yeah. Okay. So, two, two weeks ago, I think... We had that huge discussion about a Megalodon and whether or not we believed. I thought we were doing money in the bank results. Oh. That's what you just said. Okay. Well, I said I want to do I want to see if we can do this. The Titanic bow is not coming back. No. It, okay. Okay. It's not. They they have said that at the moment right now, as we sit right now, it could, and it, obviously we haven't found it. Thank you. Freaking God, we haven't found it. Because it's extinct. No, but it could, with the environment the way it is now, the climate where it is now, it could live in northern South Africa, or not South Africa, northern South America, or Panama and southern Central America. Panama! Just because of the way that the climate is right now, because it's a cold-blooded animal. Uh, Obviously. Right, because it's it's a giant snake. But just because that's where it's warmest right now, but they said is you know is the the climate keeps right or the climate keeps getting hotter, all that different stuff. There's a potential that it could come back. Oh no, it's not coming back. I, it's extinct. 
it will not, it will not come back within our lifetimes. It will not be back. It will It'll not never be back come back. Next seventy years or however long. It'll never come back. I would never. I would not say never. Only I'm because, saying never. Only because you never really know. You and just said never. Once, you said I'm not saying never, but you never really know. Ha. But if you if it came once, it's Aha. the same with a megalodon. If it came if it came around once, no, it's who's to say it can't come around again? The extinction. It could. What has gone extinct and come back? Naturally, the goblin shark. Naturally, the goblin shark. It wasn't reintroduced in captivity and no. then brought back to the wild. No, I don't know. It wasn't I, a Jurassic Park. Situation. We're gonna need a. We're gonna need a birth certificate, or we're gonna need a, a book report on this. I'm gonna need sources. I'm gonna need. The bright Facts. side on YouTube. I'm not, not, you can't, <laughs> you are not going to come in here and cite a YouTube video in my classroom. That is not how this is going to work. That's like citing Wikipedia in an essay. It's not the same. It is totally YouTube the same. is a thousand times more accurate and. It doesn't have to be. Oh my God. Okay. That was the whole point of Wikipedia is that anybody can post what they want on Wikipedia. You, anybody can post what they want on YouTube. This is a verified scientific account. They're not saying that it is back. Verified by 100% back. The uh, American Science Association, or whatever it is. Does it say that? Yeah. It's in their little uh, channel it, bio. Is it more legit than Bill Nye the Science Guy? Oh yeah, no, it's more than it's definitely more than legit than that. Of course, I love Bill Nye the Science Guy. Okay, so that's our short talk of that. Oh, by the way, people agreed with you that it would take more than six orcas to take down a megalodon. So everybody was wrong, but I just wanted to point that out. Okay, so... It wasn't even on our own Twitter account. It was on the far end of the bench Twitter account. Follow them at FEOTBpod. So, uh, really quick, I just want to talk a little bit about what's happened so far at Money in the Bank because it's still going on. Uh So right now, there are... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Did they say anything about whether or not Jimmy Uso was going to rehab? He was taken out of the show. Okay. He was supposed to be in at ringside when it's Roman Reigns versus Edge, but I think he got taken out of the show. I don't know because there's an episode of SmackDown that's on there. That he I needs to go to court order rehab, otherwise he's going to end up like the Maga. Yeah, I think he's, I think he's going to have to. But they, I, I don't know. I don't know if they said it or not. So there's seven matches on the card. There's the Universal and WWE Championship matches, the two Money in the Bank ladder matches, the two. Uh, women's, oh no, the Raw Women's Tag Team Championship, or the Raw Women's Championship, they don't have a, they don't have the SmackDown Tag Team, or the SmackDown Women's Championship, because they're supposed to be Bianca Belair, who is, uh, Bailey got the, hurt. Yeah, Bailey got hurt. She hurt her shoulder again, I believe. And, uh, the Raw Women's Championship, the Raw Tag, or the, yeah, the Raw Tag Team Championship, and the SmackDown Tag Team Championship. Oh, the Usos are on there. Because they're in the SmackDown Tag Team Championship. I'm sure they're not going to win now. I thought they were going to, but I'm sure they're not now. Anyway, uh, so, so far, for the first time since 2016, so the first time in five years, four and a half years, whatever, Charlotte Flair is the Raw Women's Champion again. Now, I like this only because they had taken her and tried to put her on NXT as the NXT Women's Champion, which seemed really dumb to me. I don't know. I still don't understand why they did it. But I like it because she's one of the better women's talents that they have on the roster, and they finally put her back on the flagship show. 
little flagship, even though SmackDown is better than Raw now. But they finally gave her the main championship back. Even though I liked Rhea, Rhea Ripley, I think it was the right decision for that. No comment. I don't know enough about it. Now, the next one. Hold on. There's a lot of different stuff about the women's. Boobs, boobs, boobs. Pretty much. Uh, so the Sweaty next one. Oily guys. The next one was WWE Championship. Now, that this was Bobby Lashley versus Kofi Kingston. Do you think he ever really had a chance? No. I don't think – I don't know who – because I thought Drew McIntyre was going to take the championship away from him again because it seemed like he was the only one who might actually have a shot. Mm-hmm. And uh, they didn't do that, and they tried to put Kofi in there. And Kofi's a huge – like a great story – 15 or so years, 20 years in the WWE, finally got his first WWE championship last year, but then they had him drop it to Brock, and they kind of went downhill from there. But there was that one, and then... Setting up Brock Lesnar, Bobby Lashley. Maybe. Not, that wouldn't be a bad one. Uh, and then there's the... It's the Raw Tag Team Championship. I don't know who... I don't know if that one's still going or if it... Is already finished. Uh, Do you have any more results? I think the the tag team. Oh, Nikki. Her name is Nikki Ash now, but Nikki Cross. You don't remember her? She was really good in NXT. I figured that was back when you still watched too. But uh, Nikki Cross ended up winning the women's Money in the Bank. Uh, ladder match, which I really like, or Nikki Ash, whatever, almost a superhero. That's what Ash stands for. Uh, I like that one. I think that's probably a good push. The the other one that I wonder is, uh, I don't know if the men's ones happened yet, but I can tell you, the Riddle guy, the guy that is practically a stoner, he's in that match, and I think they're going to end up having him win. It just seems like he's getting his push, or at least what they consider a push. Today. It's really ironic that they have him with Randy Orton because Randy Orton got in trouble and was suspended a couple times for smoking pot. Yeah. So I, that's ironic. I said the same thing, but I – Oh, uh, the Usos won the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. That's a shame. Hopefully he doesn't do anything else stupid, but he's been arrested for DUI twice in the last 18 months. I think they did that. Because I think Rey Mysterio is trying to retire. I think it's finally his time. I love Ray. He still can. He can still bang with the rest of or the best of them. I guess pause on that. That's what she said. Oh no! It's the name of your sex tape. <laughs> she can bang with the best of them. Uh, I think I think they're. I think he's finally decided he's he's going to be done or he's going to become a part time talent that they bring back for like rumbles and stuff like that. I think it was cool that it was ended up being him and Dominic who won the, t- the titles together. But I knew it wasn't going to last super long. I think they had it for like three, three months or something like that. Did they keep Dominic around without his dad? I wouldn't be surprised if they lost him to AEW. I don't know. I don't know why. It kind of seems like well, to me, Dominic is too big to be a, a lucha. He is – he's like six foot 
six one, something like that. He's like two hundred and forty pounds, I think. But he can he can fly pretty well. But he tries to do the same stuff that Ray used to do or still does, and it just doesn't look as nice because it's like all it's like ass over elbows. That's kind of what I that's kind of what I equate it to. But I I don't know. I I think he's still on contract for a little while at least. So who knows? But I don't know. I think anything else about money in the bank? I'm excited to see. I think they're finally going to give Edge his championship. It's Roman Reigns versus Edge. This will be his 12th world championship. Yeah, 12th. I think it's 12th or 13th. 12th world championship. And it's his first universal title. It would be his first universal title. I just think out of everybody that they've had challenge Roman for the universal title, he's probably the one that they would have win. Partially to keep his legacy and his brand intact, but also just because Roman's supposed to be the big heel. He's supposed to be the big face that they brought back. I don't know. I don't know if they'll give it to him or not, but I think it'll be a good match anyway. And I'm sure the highlight will be on YouTube later that I'll I'll find or I'll find it tomorrow or whatever. And probably Doc. Okay, so Space Jam 2? Yeah, but first, before we get to Space Jam 2, what was your impressions of Space Jam 1, of the original? So I can kind of gauge where you were at going into this. I liked the first one. I think, I will say this. I liked the first one. I think it was a great idea for a movie. Um, It was made in 2001, wasn't it? It's Uh, it's older than that, though. Oh, it's older than that. I thought it was. I thought it was older than that. So, guessing the year that stuff came out is not your strong suit. Like uh, randomly guessing people's ages. Um, original Space Jam release date. Um, March eleventh, nineteen ninety-seven. So it's older than I am. Even. Jesus. But what was your initial thoughts on Space Jam? I liked it. I think it was a great idea for a movie. I think it was something that I used to love to watch when I was younger. And I think it's a really good uh, kids movie. Even though you're not a basketball person? Yeah, even though I'm not a basketball person. I felt like I didn't have to be a basketball person to enjoy it. So with that in mind, going into Space Jam, A New Legacy on Friday night, I don't, I don't know. It just worked out that we watched it on opening night. What was your expectations going into that? Did you think that they were going to try and redo the same movie? Or were you expecting it to be worse, better? Like, what, what was the mindset going into the theater? I kind of – I was expecting it to be worse only because, number one, it's a, it's a sequel. Normally, sequels are worse than their uh, the first one. That's at least normally how it works. I don't and necessarily I, know if it's a sequel. I – I would almost call it an anthology. Uh, maybe. but Because they never mentioned Michael Jordan and the Toons going up against, well, nobody really knew. Well, but the Looney Tunes never mentioned Michael Jordan and the Monstars directly. They do it a lot indirectly, though, including, this is a, this is a little bit of a spoiler, but not really, because I pointed it out to you when it happened. They actually showed the Monstars twice on on screen. What I what I think that means though is that the universe that the new legacy takes place in has Space Jam available as a movie to them. 
So it actually, like the events of the movie didn't actually take place, but the movie was released because that was the whole thing about the server verse is that that's all of Warner Brothers properties, which includes the original Space Jam. So I think that's what they were going for. I don't think it was a sequel, which I, I think in the end benefited the movie. Yeah, I think it, well, if it's not a sequel, then I think that kind of gave it its own leg up just because now you, it's your, your own thing. You don't necessarily have to live up to it. Yeah, I think it was their, its own thing. There was definitely a lot more ego stroking in this one, I would say. They, they did a lot in the original Space Jam. The opening montage has a lot of Michael's highlights, but this one, especially after Don Cheadle was like, LeBron James is the greatest player of all time. LeBron James is the greatest human, and he has the most followers, and I need him to come here, and I need to take all of his social media followers. It's like, dude. LeBron's big, but he's not that big. Like I said, Shohei Otani is the biggest athlete in the world right now. Well, yeah, but that's partially because he's still he's still in season. Even if he's even if he's not in season, that's one thing. Like with athletes, especially in sports that are international, we wouldn't understand as football players. There's a whole nother side of the world that lives and dies by Shohei Otani. Yeah, he is representing. Asian baseball at the moment, Japanese, Chinese, all of those different Korean. countries. Yes, Korean. He's representing all of them, so I, that's why I say show he's a bigger, bigger athlete. Um, Space Jam two. Yeah, Space Jam two. So I, I personally, because I, because I considered it a sequel in my in my own category, I was personally thinking that it was going to be worse than the original, partially because I, I didn't. I mean, Michael Jordan's not the best actor. So let's let's see. The original got a six point five out of ten on IMDb and a forty four percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Michael Jordan's not the best actor in the world. But Did you think LeBron was better than he was? No, I really, really? I didn't. Really, I didn't think so. <laughs> okay, uh, keep keep going. So you you were expecting it? I was expecting it to be bad. To be bad. And uh, I will say it's. It was better than I expected. It was it was a really good movie. It was definitely better than ah, curb, I expected. Curb some of the curb some of the praise, okay? Because you want to you want to hear what it got on IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes? Three point five, four point two out of ten on IMDb and a thirty three percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Thirty one percent on Rotten Tomatoes. That wasn't too far off. Seventy one percent of Google users like this movie, though. It's just, and Dad said it as soon as we walked out of the theater, like as soon as we got back. I, he and I went to the bathroom right after we got out, and that was the first thing. Is like, oh, he's just in my mind. He's just still trying to be MJ, and really, I mean, I think there's a part to that. He doesn't need to try. MJ can be MJ. LeBron can be LeBron. That's exactly. That's the. That's the thing. Like this is, LeBron James is not Michael Jordan. He was never Michael Jordan. He was as good probably as Michael Jordan physically, but he was never the in-your-face, when it all costs, step over my own mother so I can dunk and win this sixth NBA championship in in seven years. LeBron's never been that way. LeBron definitely loves himself some LeBron. Like, you know, what what made him a world-class athlete was him throwing away a Game Boy Color one time, if you're going to go based strictly off the movie. Uh, The Michael B. Jordan stuff was funny. Yeah, it was pretty funny. I found MJ. I liked Pete. The little the little helper dude. Pete was good. Pete was hilarious. What did you what was your favorite cameo of any of the Warner Brothers? Uh Godzilla. Godzilla? I think I liked King Godzilla Kong. got nothing on me. That's King Kong. Oh. 
He said, I thought he said Kong. He said That's King Kong. Okay, well, King Kong. Because you know what that, that quote is from? Training Day. Come on. You've never seen Training Day? No. You might actually, you probably, oh, you, the TikTok sound. You know, I'm surgical with this shit, Jake. That's from Training Day. From. No, I know. That's that's from Training Day. Also, the, who are you witnesses? It's not what you know. It's what you can prove. On It's another sound on TikTok, but that's all Training Day. I'll, we'll have to watch that one because Denzel is, go with this, Jake. Yeah. How do you want it? <laughs> Closed casket? Uh, uh, that's my favorite one because I always use it when it's when my son challenges me to a nerf fight in yeah. 2020 or in like 2030, whatever. You know, I'm surgical with this, Jake. How do you want it? <laughs> uh, Goon Squad or Monstars? Uh, Thinking about the players that make up both teams. The one cool thing I will say about the Goon Squad is that they have the two female players. I don't know who they are, and I apologize. I'm not trying to be ignorant or sound sexist. I didn't know who the WNBA players were that they had on the team, but, you know. I think it was cool that they included them. Yeah. I, I – well, this might be me making stuff up, but I thought some of the Monstars were supposed to be female. No. I wasn't sure. But um, I thought it was cool that they included that. Um, the WNBA actually wasn't even a thing in 1996 when the last Space Jam was released. I didn't know that. What um, year did the WNBA start? Yep, 1997. I like that. I would. I liked both. Um, so for the Goon Squad, you had Clay Thompson, Anthony Davis, Damian Lillard. Uh, Brow. Yeah. Why you got to do that, my boy? D like that. <laughs> Uh, I think I think they I mean progressively obviously the goon squad was better but I personally liked the monsters better only because I was so far I think I was so far into just liking the original that I, I think I was maybe a little bit biased in that fact Um, I tried I tried not to be I really did I tried to give it its own chance but do you have a favorite looney tune favorite looney tune yeah i do like marvin the martian i think he's kind of i think he's kind of funny to watch but i i don't know i marvin the martian really he's because everybody like he gets nothing but shit yeah and it's funny so your favorite guy is the guy who gets nothing but i shit? do also like uh yosemite sam yeah he's funny and uh, who's the who's the duck season rabbit season guy? Daffy. No, the El- Elmer Fudd. Yeah, I like Elmer Fudd too. Be very, very quiet. I'm hunting rabbits. Um, Daffy's my favorite. Daffy gets nothing but shit too. Yeah, but the thing about Daffy that I that draws me to him is that he sucks, but he doesn't understand that he sucks. In his mind, he's the best. And everybody just keeps winning somehow. Like, that's the coolest part about Daffy's psyche is that he can't understand why Bugs always wins. And it's only because he's not as smart as Bugs Bunny. True. Duck season. I do like Lolo, too. Rabbit season. Duck season. Rabbit season. Duck season. Rabbit season. Rabbit season. Duck season. Fire. Yeah. See? That's that's why I like Daffy. Uh, Where Overall, how many... 
Well, out of five basketballs, how many basketballs would you give Space Jam to? Three? Three and a half, maybe? Three and a half? Yeah, maybe. I was going to say two and a half for dead average. Probably a little bit less. I know a lot of people are not going to like it, and that's just the way that it's going to go. It's going to make a lot of money. Uh, I'd be interested to see how much money, how much money has Space Jam 2 made. 31.65 million dollar debut weekend. It's not terrible. a successful disappointment. It's so well, I think everybody imagine how thinking big, that it was going to be so good. That's imagine how so big the budget is with all the CGI and oh, yeah. animation they stuff that they had to they do. They probably won't make it back for at least. It'll be interesting when it opens up internationally, but then internationally they can't go to the theaters, I don't think, because uh, all the other countries are starting to lock back up again with the uh, new variant and all that yeah. kind of crap. <sighs> okay. Um, let's get to our current events. And then we can uh, send everybody home and I can go downstairs and start playing video games before I got to get ready for work tomorrow morning. Um, so what's the current event that you brought in for this week? So it's, uh, I don't know if there's been any new development on it, but this is the only thing that I've found. Um, it's the title says senior FBI Homeland security officials in Haiti to discuss us assistance after assassination. So what uh, assassinated? In Port-au-Prince, Port-au-Prince, how are you supposed to say it, Haiti? Um, Port-au-Prince? Yeah, it looks like security officials arrived in, in the Haitian capital on Sunday. This was from about a week ago, I believe, after the assassination of President Jovenel Moise. Uh, but the Biden administration has not granted Haitian officials requests for U.S. troops to help provide security. So they're trying to, I guess, the president of Haiti, which, yeah, president of Haiti, um, ended up getting assassinated um, and in order to figure out what's going on with that situation they're asking for U.S. help but it doesn't sound like at least as of the time that this article came out which it came out like I said about a week ago uh, it's yeah, July 11, 2021 so almost exactly a week ago um, it looks like they hadn't decided that they were going to help um or how they were going to help um at least at the moment i i would imagine that they're probably not going to send troops but they will help they want to send intelligence officers yeah i think they would be more equipped or more apt to send intelligence officers before they send actual u.s troops because i think even though everybody most countries would know what's going on i feel like that would potentially be misconstrued as you trying to potentially take over the country. Um, even, if I, even if that's not your intention, I just don't think that sending U.S. troops that way is necessarily your best option. I feel like you got to figure out what the climate, I would need to do more research into what the climate of Haiti is right now and yeah. why there was an assassination attempt. Because yeah. normally when there's an assassination, assassination attempt, it doesn't mean that people are happy and willing to accept help most of the time. Right. I've been listening. There's a, you might actually like it too, a series, podcast series on all the great dictators throughout history. And they go through their early life and how they rose to power and everything like that. You might actually like it, but it's the one thing that you can always count on is that people were upset. Bad man rose to power. Bad man did terrible things. 
they did like a four part four four parter on Hitler, and you know, it's incredible the small things that happen that made such big impacts. So we should probably help Haiti. I would say that in an intelligence standpoint, we probably know more about what we're doing than what Haiti does. Just we're, we're, we've been independent for far longer than that country has. So I would say that we probably have the upper hand, but I also think that you got to look at it and say, do they want our help? Is this a situation that we should be getting involved in? Yeah. I think, I think the question like you're just kind of saying is not so much if they need us help or if they want you, it should be more, do they want the us help? Because we can, and should we get, should we deal with this? Right. Is this a matter that right. we can put, is our, it, is put ourselves mutually, at risk for? I, I, this is going to sound terrible, but is it mutually beneficial? It's not terrible. That's how, that's how things get done. That's how geo geopolitics get done. Right. Is this mutually beneficial? Be, for, like, for is it going to, is it going to, I guess, is it going to cause any issues with anybody else if we send, like, if we were to send intelligence officers and Haiti doesn't want our help, obviously it's going to cause issues with Haiti. But if we send intelligence officers, Haiti wants our help, is that going to cause issues with anybody else? Like, well, why isn't Haiti asking us for help? Why is this, you know, all that different stuff? I, I the political landscape is so volatile. Haiti could, might be one of those countries that people will just expect people to help. Because with that hurt, that earthquake that knocked down the country, they everybody was just expecting the help. So it's a strange situation. Honestly, I didn't even hear anything about that. I was more focused on the um, possible terror attack from last weekend at the All Star Game. I saw that. Or, I also saw I don't that. even know if it was going to be a terror attack. There's I saw one report that said the guy just got broken up with and he wanted to make somebody else suffer. Yeah, but. All the people that they were interviewing on the news were like, I had no idea. Like, we had no intention of, of doing this, that, or the other thing. It was a drug deal. Okay, well, first off, drug deal is not much better. Not, well, I, I guess drug deal were, compared to... All of the people, people who they arrested were already arrested once in Denver on priors. Right. But, I mean, I, I guess if you think about... If you want to say drug deal compared to a bunch of people getting picked off in a crowd, maybe, maybe a drug deal is better. But... Either way, you weren't you were there to do something that was bad. And then I don't know, it's such a weird situation. I kind of had a feeling. God bless that maid. That, yeah, God bless that maid, seriously. But I I kind of had a feeling because it was a huge gathering. There was that little bit of a bad feeling in the pit of your stomach. But I'm glad that's that just they because were, you're from Colorado. Kind of. No, yeah. that it is. And then it was kind of funny too because you know how the network people are all kind of are all spread over. When they heard the news, they sent it in our network group chat, and we said, "Yep, we're uh, we still got tickets. We're still going down there." And everybody's like, "You're still going down there?" It's like, "Yeah, you know, in Colorado, once they say there's no further threat, you just believe them and keep going because some terrible, terrible things have happened here, and you can either I feel like you can either continue to think that the terrible, terrible things are going to happen, you can." live by yourself or you can put yourself out there i had a great time if i would have just balled myself up after that all happened i wouldn't have been able to experience something like that yeah i i honestly will say the home run derby might be a once in a lifetime experience that i tell long long into my 
life. I, that's going to be a story that I could probably tell every year and, and people would still be interested in it. I, so, I would tell you that if we can find a way to go to one, even if it's not in Colorado, I think that we should try. I think to me, a bucket list thing that is probably never going to happen considering a, a lot of different factors is I would like to go see a baseball game at a few different stadiums like Fenway Park or the Yankee Stadium, or uh, San Francisco Stadium, kind of like the more iconic ballparks. Obviously, it, there's a lot of different things that would potentially make that not happen. But, you know, I think to me, even not being a huge baseball fan, you always hear about those parks, and I would love to sit on the Green Monster. I think that'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's not necessarily a like a – huge thing i guess but that's just me personally any other current events or is it my turn it's your turn have you ever met a girl that you tried to did you hear did you hear let me tell you a story in my situation i was talking to this girl from the u.s nation so friday tmz which he is now the second person that I've learned from TMZ who has passed on. The first one was Kobe Bryant. Biz Marquis passed away Friday, which I, I bring up because this song, Iconic, we used to have that Def Jam rap video game that we always did this song on. I know every single word. So rest in peace, Biz Marquis. Yeah, he was in uh, Men in Black, too. I didn't know that. He's one of the aliens that can mimic because he was a beatboxer and like a this this song he sang he doesn't really sing or rap normally he's a guy that makes beats. You you got what I need. Would you say he's just a friend? Would you say he's just a friend? Oh baby, you got what I need. Would you say he's just a friend? But you say he's just a friend. Oh, baby, you. Yeah. What I need. Iconic. That song's. That's the song that'll live forever. Totally. I. I and it's no even doubt. it's even better because he can't sing, or he sings that way Same intentionally. Raps type thing. Either way. But uh, who's firing off fireworks right now? It That's, is two weeks after the 4th of July. I, I know we're wrapping things up. We're going to wrap things up here. I will say I am so thankful that Boomer doesn't react to fireworks. Because he if, I, if you're not here. Not, not bad. But he, he slept all through the night, 4th of July. He slept all. He normally great. sleeps all through the night. great, honestly. The only one that seems to have a terrible reaction is Rocky. Thanks. All right. So now that we're bringing things to a close, what else, what else you got? before you tell people where they can find this again and all that jazz. Anything exciting coming up for the week that, that we're going to have to talk about next week? Coming up for the week? Yeah. Uh, let's see. Work, work, work. Work, work. Oh, uh, I guess a little bit of a personal shout-out. Next Friday will be 10 months. Sober? Uh, 10 months sober? No. <laughs> 20 years sober, thank you very much. Bullshit. What? <laughs> Uh, ten months. Innocence of, liquor. Uh, me and Savannah, actually, my you know being together. So, like I said, a little bit of a personal shout out, but uh, I guess I'll be a few days early 
because she she's an avid listener of the podcast. But I'll say happy anniversary, happy ten months. I also have a date coming up this weekend, so yes, big things happening in the love lives of the Dago Express. Big things happening. Uh, when big can people popping, little things stopping? I know we took last week off, but that was just because I had so much going on and I needed to record far into the bench as well. Um, so when can people normally listen to us? Uh, Tuesdays at 11 a.m. It'll be on most podcast streaming platforms. I think we're still trying to get on a couple, but it's most mainly Spotify. That's our biggest one. Spotify is the biggest one right now. Where can people follow us? Uh, Twitter and Instagram at Dego Express. That beautiful picture. You can't miss it. Yep. And then be sure also to check out, if you're a big sports fan, Far End of the Bench uh, podcast with myself and Nico. Nick has been a guest a couple times. Uh, he was the winner of our 2020 bowl season college football pick So Hell yeah. Yeah, we'll have to bring him back on and wipe the floor with him again. But thank you, everybody, for listening to this week's edition of the Daily Express podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Thick boy anthem. the city like Brennan Shaw. I'm on a mission to get it all. If you ain't thick, please don't get involved. Don't want them skinny like models. I don't need a girl that look like she a cinephile.